Due to strong language, viewer discretion is advised. Today on an all-new Dr. Phil. What turned this beauty? She beat up one of her friends. I broke her nose. Into a violent vixen. She says that you're hitting her. Being spanking is not hitting you. I've watched you beat my mom my whole life, ripped her shirt up, blood marks all over. No, that's no. discipline. Have you thrown your wife on the ground and hit her? No. Yes, he has. Who do you think it's, you are? I'm in charge of the household. That's who I am. Let's do it. Have a good show, everybody. Here we go. I hate to see people suffering, and you've hurt long enough. Stand by, Dr. Phil. Both of Take I'm going to get you the help that you need. In five, four, This is going to be a changing day in your life. Go, Dr. Phil. you all to meet Summer. She is blonde, she is beautiful, and she's 16 years old with her entire life ahead of her. How then did she go from a straight A Southern California beach beauty to being on the streets of Vegas, homeless and panhandling to survive? It is the nightmare of every parent. How do you go from seemingly one day everything's fine to a train wreck. Her father, Ray, says Summer was the apple of his eye until things started going downhill three years ago when he says he kicked his wife out for cheating. He recently told a judge he is done with Summer's out of control behavior and that she's no longer welcome to live in his house. Her mother, Dina, says she wants custody of Summer, but she said, frankly, I just can't afford to raise her. Get away from my... Summer's out of control and violent. I noticed a change in Summer in seventh grade. Getting in fights after school, her throwing a rock at a girl, she got suspended. Summer shoplifted slippers, underwear, and bras. Just two weeks ago, she stole some earphones and stuffed it in her bra. We got into the car and she said, Mom, look what I just took, and laughed about it. I'm afraid to say anything to her, I'm afraid of her. Summer's run away 15 times, but it's only been twice that I've called the police. Summer also experimented a lot with drugs. I started doing drugs when I was about 11 years old. Coke, ecstasy, shooting up meth and heroin, acid. She wanted to try LSD. She got kicked out of high school for having marijuana on her. She uh, beat up one of her friends. Summer's anger was eventually directed towards my ex-husband and me. Summer threatens to kill her father, poison him, stab him. She comes at me with everything she has. She's gonna kick me, scratch me, punch me in the jaw. Summer got violent with me when I came into her room. She came charging at me and got me in a chokehold and knocked me down. I thought she was gonna break my neck. I did kind of overpower her. I put her on the ground in chokehold because I took MMA. After the fight, my hand was all black and blue and swollen. Summer has been arrested for shoplifting, possession of stolen property, and for drugs. I feel like her life's spinning out of control. Okay, so the two of you agree on one thing, and that is that she is behaving in a self-destructive way. Yes. Correct? Yes. You, you two do agree on that? Yes. Do you agree on anything else? Well, we both agree that, you know, we haven't been the best of parents when it comes to the divorce scenario and providing a stable 
home for her. Okay, how so? What, what, what have you failed to provide and what have you done wrong? Well, currently, we're, we, we don't own our own home, you know, so I'm living in an apartment. She's living with her mother. And, um, yeah, I mean, she's living with me, and uh, she doesn't have that, you know, mother figure there with her. Mm -hmm. And so um, we both agree that, you know, we kind of failed. We missed the mark when it comes to uh, raising your, your child. In a, what in was more important than providing a stable environment for your child? Just making sure that um, she's was in good hands all the time. We, everywhere she well, went. No, you, you, know. you said I didn't provide a good, we, we did not provide a good environment for our child, right? You agree on mm -hmm. that? And I'm saying, so that lost out to something. What was more important than that? There was nothing more important Based than on that. results, that's yeah. not true. Based on results, other things crowded that out. I just want to know what they were. I think that we, I decided that we would probably parent separate, be better parents separated than we would together because of the arguing and the fighting. There wasn't anything that I decided to choose over raising my daughter and providing a okay. good home for her. Let me say something. Let's say we're sitting here in these chairs and right out there a fire breaks out. Okay, and now we can go put that fire out or we can go do something else. And if we choose instead to go backstage and get something to drink, then that, based on results, was more important than putting that fire out. It's, I'm not asking about intention, I'm asking about based on results. You two adults mm -hmm. made some decisions, either individually or collectively, that something was more important than providing a stable environment for your child. I'm just wanting to know what she lost out to. That's what I want to know. What was more important to you than providing a stable environment for your child? Well, <clears throat> Ray has not provided a stable environment. Okay. Ray has not provided a stable environment for So someone. this is the problem. Yes. The problem's not with you. I'm not saying it's not all me, but a lot of it is. So you gave him control? I didn't have a, I didn't have a choice when we separated. The courts gave him physical custody because I uh, never worked. I was a stay-at-home mom. So when courts don't give custody to fathers because there are stay-at-home mothers. Sorry, forensic psychologist doesn't happen. Been officer of the court a number of times. That, that's not why they give. That's not why they give custody to someone else. It's basically a woman's court. If they give primary custody to a father, there's usually a glaring reason. I'm just asking what it is. I couldn't take care of her. I didn't have money. That's not true, but if that's your story, this is informative to me. Because yeah. frankly, I'm here for one reason, and that's summer. Yes. And you guys are here for I don't know why, uh, but this is not a summer problem. This is a family problem. She didn't come out of the womb with a mission to shoplift. She didn't come out of the womb with a mission to get in fights. She didn't come out of the womb with a mission to get into drugs. She learned that. And that was environmental, right? Absolutely. Uh, so I'm just curious, what was more important to you guys than providing an environment that would have been healthy and stable? To me, there was nothing more important it was always, the focus was on the family, providing a house and a, and a home for, for my family. And based on some things that happened in the marriage, um, I decided that it was better that we parent separately than together. Did you fight in front of her? Yeah, uh, well, we tried not to. Have you called the cops on your wife? Yeah. Was your daughter there? 
Yes. Well, she was sleeping. So yeah, it was. It was. In, it was. Thought she was a really small house. Yeah, but she was not awake. She was not awake. She was asleep in her bed when it happened, and we were quiet. Yeah, this is getting real clear. <laughs> Seriously, I, I'm. I'm. You may feel like I'm throwing you under the bus here. I frankly don't care about your egos. I care about your daughter. Did I understand earlier that you asked her to leave because you had an affair? It was a friend from high school. He's known me since I was 15. Not, it was Facebook, and I was visiting <clears throat> friends from high school, and it wasn't something planned. It was something that Sorry? Why, why didn't plan on having an affair. I was a friend from high school. I was very unhappy in the marriage, neglected, called names constantly, and someone just said the right things and paid attention to me. So that would be a yes. <laughs> you had an affair. <clears throat> so you see, you have to understand, based on results, you have not provided mm -hmm. a stable environment for your daughter. You all had a, a difference between, you say he's calling you names and putting you down, berating you, belittling you, so you turn to an old boyfriend, you get involved there, then, you know, the house is gone, now you're living in an apartment, then everybody's saying, oh, I can't do this anymore, she's going to have to go with her mother, I can't afford her. Uh, so I'm just looking at, based on results, I'm not asking myself why this child's making bad choices. I'm asking myself why not? Why, why would she not make bad choices? <laughs> and I don't question your intentions. No, I, and I really don't question your intentions. I have no doubt you love your daughter, right? Without a doubt. You love your yes. daughter? Love her. Yeah. But you decided to go have an affair. You didn't mean to, it just happened. You, know, you hate it when that happens. Then he gets upset about that. Then y'all, then it breaks up. Now she's in the middle saying, what the hell? Well, let's take a break. Uh, and when we come back, we're going to meet this team and we're gonna hear about the potentially deadly fight that got Summer and Ray thrown in jail, both of them. Uh, we're gonna talk about all that and more and meet her right after the break. I was holding the scissors like this, you know, like a knife, like you're about to stab somebody. And she was just pointing them, saying, I'm gonna kill you. The scissor fight was a big fight. Tomorrow on an all new Dr. Phil, a wife's shocking accusation. I believe Anthony put rubbing alcohol in my contact case. She says you attempted to blind her. Why would I try to blind my own wife? I have no idea. He tears her down emotionally. You say dealing with me like I'm a burden. I feel like you are a burden. But is he blind to her pain? So you grab her by the neck, drag her by her hair. That's not true. Could you pass a polygraph? I probably could, but I'm not going to take one. That's tomorrow. If my parents say that I'm out of control, they're the main reason why. I was shoplifting because my dad wouldn't buy me anything, so I pretty much had to get it myself. I had a girlfriend who tried touching my boyfriend. I broke her nose. She had blood all over her jacket and her nose was literally like crooked and she couldn't breathe out of her nose for like over a month. When I turned 13 is when my dad started choking me and throwing me on the ground and close fist punching me in the face. He'll stand in my way. He'll be like, oh, you trying to act tough? You trying to act tough? He was like, I don't know who you think you are. He's like, go on, fight me, fight me. I had a fight with my mom. The fight was over a phone charger and she threw my phone at my face and she dislocated my shoulder. So I rode away on my bicycle and she was screaming, you're a bitch. She was like, yeah, ride away on that bike, you 
support. My parents don't understand where I'm coming from. They don't understand who I am. And they don't see what they're doing to me and what they tell me and certain things they do around me is making me do what I'm doing. Well, but I think what this family does understand is that summer started going downhill when her mom, Dina, was caught having an affair. Let's... I was very unhappy in the marriage. Summer didn't know anything about the affair. Ray was trying to turn Summer against me, saying mom's a cheater. I was always put in the middle of adult situations. My mom would always run to me, and she was, like, helpless. She can't even get a clue. My mom would put me in the middle of their sexual intimacy, and she would tell me how my dad would rape her, and I don't know what in her right mind could make her think that she could tell a kid that. I found out that Dina was seeing another man. She was trying to maintain that relationship by telephone. When I threatened to take away the phone, she tried to beat me up. I made a police report. They charged her with domestic violence. I obtained a restraining order. My anger towards my dad happened when he kicked my mom out of the house. My mom didn't choose to move. He literally threw her stuff out. Well, Summer is joining us now. I'm glad you're here. Um, how do you feel about being here? Um, I feel pretty good because I get to express the way I feel, and they never really gave me the time for that. Well, well let's talk about you for a minute. I I've got a list I actually made um, that I, I, I hate that this is true. This is just a short period of time. But this is your rap sheet, essentially. Uh, 2010, three-day school suspension for throwing a rock at a girl in the eighth grade. 2011, charged with shoplifting, $75 worth of merchandise. The charges got dropped later, but you did steal the stuff. 2012, uh, you're you reported twice as a missing person. Uh, Ray says you've run away like 15 times. I ran away because he was beating me and made me feel so worthless about myself. Well, that's not true because I asked him if he was doing anything to contribute to this problem and what was more important than creating an environment and he couldn't think of a damn thing. That's because he tries to make himself look so good. Uh, so one of y'all is not telling the truth. March 12, cops called. Uh, you get a warning after arguing with Ray about leaving the house. March 13, you charged with possession, uh, designated substances. Uh, you took your mother's Xanax. Yeah, I did, but who wouldn't when I had them too as a parent? Okay, uh, March 13, you're charged with the petty theft of the, of the Xanax. Then you're charged with battery. I just can't take it anymore, and I act out with violence because that's all I've gotten shown my whole life. Well, now, we know that's not true, too, because she said she couldn't think of a thing that she did here either. April 13th, you're charged with domestic violence because you threatened Ray's life with scissors and you spent three days in juvie. There was a vicious fight with my dad. The scissor fight was a big fight. I saw Summer shoving something in a cigarette pack. I didn't know what it was. I asked for it. She wouldn't give it to me. She had stolen my Xanax and Tramadol. In that fight, my dad choked me, slapped me, threw me on the ground, and hit me. I heard Summer screaming, Mom, help me. Mom, help me. He's hurting me. And then she said, Mom, I can't breathe. Please help me. I've had bruises all up and down my legs. She would punch and kick me anything to try to get through the doorway. And when she found out that wasn't going to work, she resorted to scissors. At that point, she said, if you don't get out of my way, I'm going to stab you. I say, 
go ahead, because I'm right here. I tried to stab him. I was going to kill him. I was holding the scissors like this, you know, like a knife, like you're about to stab somebody. And she was just pointing them, saying, I'm going to kill you. Immediately, I grabbed her wrist right there. She tried to turn her wrist towards my hand. And so I tried to like bend my wrist and try to like stab his arm. Resulted in me and my dad both getting arrested. And my dad went to jail for domestic violence and battery against me and my mom. And I got assault with a deadly weapon. That was self-defense and it got dropped. Right, charges got they, dropped. That's why they let me out of juvies because it was self-defense. Well, July 13, you're charged with possession of marijuana and you're expelled from high school in the 10th grade. Did you start using heroin and meth? Yeah, I started using that when I was like 14. Smoking weed since you were 11? Yeah. You tried cocaine at 11. I'm Dr. Phil. <laughs> I don't think we've met. Because this doesn't sound like the guy I met before when you were saying. Okay. Don't know, can't help you. I'm raising a family. I'm working hard. I'm providing a house. I'm putting food in the home. 14 years of marriage. She never had to work. These guys have gone on vacations. You know, they've had a good life. There's no reason why you needed to go out and do what you did. You did it because you wanted to, and you wanted to experiment. You're caught up in being popular, looking good, dating boys, and it, it got away from you. Let's just face it. You're, you're not- Let's face it that you're abusive and you need to get over the fact that you shouldn't be treating women this way, and you treat us with respect and don't put hands on us. Have you, have you been in a physical fight with your daughter? I've withhold her from leaving the house. I'm merely trying to keep her under control. She yeah. says that you're hitting her. No. You, you've, you've never hit her? No. That is a lie. That has is a he hit you? lie. He has hit me, she has seen it. How could you sit on stage Tell and me. make yourself look like an idiot? Tell me. When did I hit you? You've been hitting okay. me? I've been watching you abuse You ask her the question, let her answer. You being abused Josh? And, and being disciplined is not hitting you. You got arrested for beating my brother when he was little. There again. I've watched you beat my mom my whole life, thrown Define her on the ground, beating. ripped her shirt up, red marks all over. No, that's no? discipline. That's discipline. For my mother? Who do you think it's, you are? You're not her father. I'm in charge of the household. That's who I am. Have you thrown your wife on the ground and hit her? No. You have not yes, thrown your wife has. on the ground. Yes, he has. He threw me on the floor and ripped my shirt right in front of my son, who was five at the time, and he was crying. I had to leave untrue. my mom alone. This is untrue. First of all, it was an argument where you, you started slapping me and pulling out my shirt, and my shirt ended up being in your hands. Who in the wouldn't end. slap you? You were on the ground only because you were trying to pull me to the ground through my shirt. Have you it's been in physical fights with your daughter? A couple of them. Did you dislocate her shoulder? No. No. You didn't dislocate my shoulder? Some of your shoulders. So did he not take me down. to the hospital and was my shoulder have not you called her a her shoulder was have not you, have you called her a bitch, I, white trash whore? Well, I did because she almost broke my neck on the floor. She twisted I think she was under a substance at that time. Um, she her and I have only gotten into a couple of fights. We don't usually get into fights. Have you told her that Ray rapes you? Have I told um yes. Have you shared graphic details with her about your sex life? Not graphic, no. Not graphic. graphic. Did you tell her you were having an affair? No, he did. Okay, we're going to take a quick break here because I, I need it. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, when we come back, Summer says running away to Vegas with a boy she had only known four days was the worst mistake of her life. Okay, we'll talk about that when we come back. Bad stuff happened in Vegas. He lifted me off my feet and choked me as hard as he could. He shattered my windpipe. He choked me until everything went black. The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street, essential television. Well, we're back. I'm here with Ray, uh, his ex-wife, Dina, and uh, their daughter, Summer. Ray says his daughter has run away at least 15 times. Last time she ran away, it was to Vegas. Dina says it was a month-long ordeal. She said it involved drugs, homelessness, panhandling, a serious and dangerous physical attack on her. Police get involved. Summer says she had no choice but to leave home because her dad was beating her. Take a look. I ran away from home because my dad was beating me. He was like, you know what, go kill yourself. It would save me money, but if you do kill yourself, don't do it in my house because I want to clean up your mess. I was with my boyfriend and he told me, I want to make a better life for you. Let's move away, let's live together. And we were only dating for four days and I was dumb enough to be like, okay, yeah, let's go. Summer had told me that she was gonna run away. Dad's treating me bad. No matter what you say, mom, I'm gonna go. I just disappeared and I became a missing person. Detectives were looking for me. I was homeless. My boyfriend would put me on the street and ask people for money. I'd make about $70 a day, but he wouldn't feed me. He used all the money and just bought drugs. I went like over a month without eating and I dropped all the way to 90 pounds. This one guy demanded money that I didn't have because I stayed in his house for three days and he kept all of my clothes. So I broke into the house to go get my stuff and he came out of his room and he lifted me off my feet and choked me as hard as he could. He shattered my windpipe. He choked me until everything went black. I woke up with nothing on, and he was laying on top of me, and his pants were halfway down. And I started freaking out. I started screaming for someone to help me, and that's when his neighbor saw me. I got a call from a guy that told me, your daughter's crazy. She's saying crazy things. She's on drugs. Come and get your daughter. Ray drove out to Vegas that night. Bad stuff happened in Vegas. Vegas wasn't a good idea. No, it wasn't. It was the worst thing that I've ever been through, and the scariest for me to get choked and pretty much like raped by a random guy in Vegas. He says you ran away because he refused to let you be with a 19-year-old boyfriend and to stay at his house, at, to stay with his boyfriend. Well, you see, if that was the case, <clears throat> I wouldn't have even ran away. I would have just stayed there and not told him about my boyfriend or where I was going. I'd just hang out with him. Mm -hmm. But... The real reason why is because I couldn't take him anymore. Like, why am I running away all these times? Like, I ran away, what, 16 times? Because I can't stand him, and he makes me feel so worthless, and so, like, I'm nothing. That's not true. You asked if he could come to our house and sleep on our couch, and if I agreed to that, that you were going to be happy, you would go to school every day, and that you weren't, you weren't going to run away. You said that if I didn't do that, 
said, if I didn't care for him, I didn't care for you, which isn't true. I care about you by blocking you from him. If you cared about me so much, then why would you hit me and call me names and make me feel like I'm nothing and that I'm worthless to where I had to try to commit suicide like 28 times? Everything I did was to try to distract you from getting what you want. Everything you did ruined me. Well, you need to listen to your mom and dad when they care most about you. Listen to you guys when you guys show a really bad example my whole life. I started dating when I was in third grade. I lost my virginity at 13. Anywhere I walk, there's somebody honking, saying things to me like hot mama, and like even girls hit on me. It's pretty crazy. Closed captioning provided by... Anywhere I walk, there's somebody honking, screaming at me, whistling, saying things to me like hot mama, and like even girls hit on me. It's pretty crazy. A summer dress is too risque. She likes to wear clothes that show cleavage. I'd wear shorter shorts, and that's just how I dress for the summertime at the beach, like, you know, but I guess it's just the way I look because I'm just like pretty blonde girl I look. And it's attracting older guys because she lies about her age. I actually like the attention just because my parents never really gave me attention. My mom never complimented me. My dad never complimented me when I was a kid, so I pretty much like look for it in other people. When I see this relationship with these 40-year-old men and my 16-year-old daughter, there's nothing good that can come of that relationship. I started dating when I was in third grade. I feel that Summer's not making good choices with men because she doesn't have a good male role model. I lost my virginity at 13. I was drunk at a Halloween party and I don't even really remember. What is a win for you here? Where, where do you think this is headed? I want to go to college for cosmetology or um, to be a social worker or psychology. <clears throat> and I want to uh, help abuse children because I never got the help that I needed. And do you think the choices that you're making now um, are going to put you on that path? I've actually turned my life around and now I'm like going to school and I've been staying with my mom and I've been doing things that I need to be doing because I realize that I'm not gonna get anywhere if I just keep going down the path that I was going down. Uh, how, how do you think it's going with her staying with you? She has a boyfriend that's 22 years old that's in jail that she's totally worried about constantly looking him up on the internet to see his his, when his court date is and worried about when he's going to get out and that she's going to be with him and she wants a baby with him. She's not well, that's doing a different good. version than you just gave me. You just said, I've turned my life around. I've now matured. I've got it straight. I want to help the world. So uh, I want to get having a boyfriend. And she says, no, actually, she's not. She's obsessed with this 22-year-old guy that's in jail and wants to have a baby. Wait, so me having a boyfriend has to be me not going down well, the right Are path. you choosing... Are, are, are you choosing well? She's always on Facebook, Instagram, telling me about 28-year-olds, 28 and, and she shows me pictures of them. I mean, guys that are total dirtbags with covered in tattoos. Look, I'm like, and she shows me, Mom, look at these guys. They think I'm hot. They want to be with me. 28 years old. And I said, that's not going to happen. We, we got to do something here. She, she is out of control. Yeah. When people ask for help, you know, I, I know they're serious about it, and so 
I was glad to get a letter from you. Oh, wait a minute. I didn't get a letter from you. Something that I, I would have done. I got a letter from you. Oh, no, I didn't get a letter from you. I got a letter from your aunt. Uh, Teresa, thank you for writing the letter, by the way. Um, I, I'm glad you did. What made you write the letter now instead of a year ago or a year from now? You don't really need me to tell you that. <laughs> I guess you always hope for the best. And I'm not the one that go out and ask for help from everybody, okay? I provide for my family. I've done it by myself and under my own ability. If you provide so well, why'd I have to go out and get a job myself and pay for my own phone bill and pay for my own phone? You had all pay those for things. all my own makeup and all my own stuff now. You've had all those things. How do you expect me to act like 16 when I have to do everything that adults do? And here's a novel concept. Adults are going to talk about adult issues without involving children. Okay, so I'm going to ask the child to excuse us for a few minutes so I can talk to you parents uh, without her here. So we're going to do that after the break. Tomorrow on an all-new Dr. Phil. Are you a danger to your wife? Not at all. A husband accused. She says you attempted to blind her. Why would I try to blind my own wife? Could you pass a polygraph? That's tomorrow. Closed captioning provided by... Well, I'm back with Dina and Ray. I just asked their uh, lovely daughter, uh, Summer, and she is a, a lovely young woman, to excuse us so I could talk to you two. Uh, Y'all were married for 14 years, right? Um, and then you say that you separated from Ray because you felt alone. And uh, Ray says Dina hooked up with an old high school guy friend and refused to end the affair. So he got a restraining order and he kicked her out of the house. And uh, he says there's not been any turmoil in front of this child, uh, which... I think is wrong. Let, let me say a couple of things. I, I didn't just come in on a load of turnips, and I get that your daughter is the quintessential drama queen. I, I get that she can take a story this big and make it this big, and she layers it, and She's tried to commit suicide 28 times, and she's impaled herself in the stomach, and she's done all of this stuff, which um, is just simply not true. And I, I get that. You, you get that I get that? Sure. Uh, you get that I, mm -hmm. I get that? Mm -hmm. So if you divide everything she says by 10 and just get down to a tenth of what she's saying is true, this is out of control chaos, and you are a big part of it, and you are a big part of it, and you collectively are a big part of it, and she is caught in the middle of this emotional quagmire, and she's 16 years old. Her brain isn't even through growing yet, and if she started experimenting with drugs at 11, and she started doing them fairly seriously at 13 or 14, then she's right. Emotionally, she's not 16. She's 12. 
Because one of the things we know when kids start doing drugs in that way with their brains undeveloped, that development stops, reasoning stops, the ability to see around corners stops. All of those things stop, and so you're dealing with someone that is 16 but has not developed or has regressed to a much less mature level of problem solving. Okay, do, do you get that? So I, I realize we're dealing with a child. I, I realize that she says that she presents the picture that you've had her on the ground pounding her in the face with a closed fist. I know that's not true. I get that, but I also know that you have lost your temper, you have crossed the line, you have not had good parenting. Just by what you admit mm -hmm. to, what you have the insight to, you, you, you have no clue about what to do with this girl, correct? That's correct. And you've basically said, I, you know, I'm, I wash my hands here. Unfortunately, that's not one of the options, okay? Seriously, there's, there's no window, there's no window you go to where you check out. Sorry, I, I'm just, I'm worn out, so I'm going to sign out here well, and give her back. You don't do that. We're trying You're her to get, father. We're trying to get a hold of her before she turns 18. I realize that time is ticking. And, you know, if I invite her back into the house to continue what she's doing, it's not going to go anywhere. She's she not going to learn her lesson. Well, let me tell you. I'm she, not checking out. I'm trying to bring justice to the doorstep. The most powerful role model in any child's life is the same-sex parent. That would be you. <laughs> when it comes to parents, you've lost your way. I'm not trying to insult you, I'm trying to inform you. You have lost your way. The most powerful role model in any child's life is the same-sex parent. That would be you. <laughs> you have a lot of ownership here. You have a lot of ownership here. Do you get that? I get that. You have overshared with your daughter. Mm -hmm. Inappropriate. Mm -hmm. Inappropriate. When a daughter doesn't feel really special to their father, they have a hunger for male attention. They have a hunger for male validation and acceptance and, and all of the things that come usually from a relationship with the male father figure yeah. in their life. That makes her vulnerable to anybody that comes along and tells her what she wants to hear. Yeah. Then that makes her vulnerable to that. So you have a lot of ownership in that. But couldn't it also be true that she decided that getting the attention from the the, the, the guys that she's seeing is more exciting. The attention that she gets from me is just, that's my dad. Yeah, he loves me. Yeah, he takes me to dinner. Yeah, he buys me clothes. Yeah, he takes me on vacations. But when she's looking for that love relationship, that something that's outside of the mom and dad thing, I'm not going to be able to give that to her. I mean, I hug her, but it's kind of like eh, on the shoulder now. It's some, there was a separation there that there was a gap that perhaps I couldn't cross. I mean, I can't build the bridge that far. Yeah. Um, there's not enough time. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's, 
there's, th there's not enough time for me to tell you what's wrong with that logic. <laughs> Uh, but I'm gonna, I'll give you a 30-second preview, okay? It's not about do you compete with the thrill of a romantic love or a girl finding a boy that, that gets her all excited about being part of a couple. It's about a father that teaches a daughter to value herself. It's about a daughter that wakes up every day and knows that there is a man in this world that she thinks is 10 feet tall, that she respects and looks up to, who thinks that she is special and wonderful and valuable. And because she has that self-esteem and self-worth, she will not let some guy use her body, use her life, use her emotions for his playground or to entertain himself. So no, you're not trying to compete with some guy that's giving her romantic attention. You are trying to teach her to love herself by feeling loved from you and therefore she values herself and says, no, 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 you will not entertain yourself with me and then you walk away and I'm left in a trailer park with a baby because I am worth more than that and I know that because my daddy taught me that. I don't know how you found each other, but it was a dark day. Right now, she should not be living with either one of you. Y you guys are in over your head. Closed captioning provided by... Want to know what's coming up on Dr. Phil? Visit our website and subscribe to our email newsletter. You'll get weekly updates, life strategies, and exclusive video that you won't find anywhere else. Plus, on drphil.com, you can see sneak previews of upcoming shows. Log on today. Let, let, let me just cut to the chase here. Um, you, you guys are in over your head. I don't know how you found each other, but it was a dark day that you found each other. It did not yield good things in either of your lives, right? I think you're nice people individually, but collectively, you're toxic. Mm -hmm. And what I, I'm gonna tell you is that right now, she should not be living with either. Um, she really shouldn't. Um, this girl needs some very specialized help here. So I am going to recommend that she be placed in a very uh, specific, specific placement here. It's called the Center for Discovery. And it's located in Whittier, California. Uh, Dr. Rachel Wood is here. Talk about this a little bit, what you think would be in store for her. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Discovery Program is a highly structured, nurturing environment that was specifically designed to treat the very things we've seen here today. Um, we would love an opportunity to work with Summer and her parents. I am going to make to you a, an offer of this to you as a gift 
to your family and to your daughter to arrange for her to be placed in this facility. And here's the catch. Everything has a catch. And this is a big one. You two have at least as much work to do on figuring out how to be parents and how to co-parent and how to receive her back into this world when she comes back. You have at least as much work to do while she's gone as she does while she's gone. Okay? And, and we, will provide, we will provide that help and guidance for you. But believe you me, that is a prerequisite. You have to work while she's gone or she comes back to the same toxicity she left and we've done nothing except buy a little time. Are you willing to do that? If yes. I get you that professional help, are you willing to take it and figure out not only what you've done wrong in the past, but what you need to do right in the mm -hmm. future? Yes. And are you willing to do that? Yeah. I am going to allow you guys to go back and explain this to her and make this offer to her. This is your first parenting test because it is your job to get her there. Yeah. It is your job to get her there. And if that requires a transporter yeah. who takes her there against her will, mm -hmm. then that's fine. But you two mm -hmm. have to come together, shoulder to shoulder, stand your ground, yeah. and make this happen. You can compel her to go to this program. And I expect that you will do exactly that. Mm -hmm. Fair enough? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. If you're dealing with a defiant teen, go to drphil.com where I have posted resources and more information about what you can do, what you can do in your home, what you can do if it's gone beyond your home. And uh, I want to thank my guests for being here today. I mean, you guys are important teaching tools for others that aren't here today. Um, and a special thanks, Rachel. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, and thanks so much. Thanks so much to the Center from Discovery, and I will in advance thank the West Shield Adolescent Transport Company uh, because yeah. they are on the premises, and if needed, they will do what is necessary. We'll see you next time. Thank you, right, thank you so much. standing here in front of the audience saying that we've made the mistake, but we want to correct that. But that was the case. You should have worked on yourselves before you decided having a kid. You ruined me. We're done. Well, if I decide to go with them, I'm not going to accept any visits from you. I don't want to talk to you guys. I don't want nothing. I you guys are an embarrassment to me. I'm a good person. And you guys make me sound like I'm a violent piece of crap. I'm very grateful to Dr. Phil for him giving her this opportunity to get some help because um, what we were doing wasn't working.